This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the 1989 Fife, Alabama UFO. That's correct, the 1989 Fife, Alabama UFO. Now, this was a UFO seen by a lot of people, this large triangular object. Uh, it, the thing about it that made it so interesting was so many of the eyewitness reports uh, just corroborated each other. It was impactful on the community. In fact, today they still have what they call the Fife UFO Days Festival held every August. And before I get into this, I just wanted to read this excerpt about what the uh, police chief and assistant police chiefs said they saw that day. And this comes to us from landmarkstocal.org. I'll have the link at the Buy Me a Coffee website. It says, Fife Police Chief Junior Germani and Assistant Police Chief Fred Works responded to the call. Following reports... Quote, well outside five city limits, they saw something in the sky and attempted to chase it. At that time, he says, me and Fred were on County Road 43, said Chief Garmany. They got out of the car as they saw a UFO coming in their direction. Quote, the object came on over and got straight overhead, said Assistant Chief Works. So they've, they're chasing this thing. They stop the car. They get out. They look up. This is like something straight out of a Hollywood movie. And here they see this giant UFO passing overhead. It was big, wide, and appeared to be a wide triangle shape. We kept waiting to hear the sound. We kept looking at each other and saying, where's the sound? We never heard anything. I just can't just imagine these two uh, police officers there back in 1989 here in rural Alabama they're standing outside their car, they're looking up in the sky, and they see this giant, wide, triangle UFO silently fly overhead. I, I just, it doesn't get any more uh, just down-home and truthful than that account right there, as far as I'm concerned. It says, over 100 news organizations from throughout the world converged on Fife. What I saw the first time was like nothing I ever saw before. It was not a helicopter. It was not a plane. Not a sound, Chief Garmini stated. Wow, that's pretty neat. I, I just I just uh, love the, uh, imagining in my mind what these guys, you know, what they saw, what that scene looked like with these two officers just standing there dumbfounded looking up in the sky. And the fact that they had the courage to talk about this and just approach the subject honestly and openly. Now, I want to look at this next article here talking about these uh, UFO sightings that happened down there in Fife, Alabama in 1989. This uh, first article that we want to look at here is from uh, whnt.com, whnt.com, dated August 24th, 2022, written by Zach Hester. The title says, Little Green Men, question mark, the history behind Fife's UFO Days celebration. Now, it has a picture here of a saucer-shaped UFO with kind of a dome on top, and Around the edges of the saucer is kind of a, almost like a corrugated look. How it kind of you know zigs. I don't know, like a like a sawtooth pattern around the metal. Very weird looking. A pretty substantial object. And I'm just thinking about that compared to the triangle shaped object described by the two uh, law enforcement officers. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, it goes into the article a little bit. It says the story begins on February 11th and 12th, 1989. 
On those two nights, more than 50 people in a town of just under 2,000 claimed to see a UFO, according to landmarks at DeKalb County. That's the article that we just looked at. It says, those who spotted it described it as hovering at an angle with bright lights at the top, bottom, and center, and its curvature outlined in green. At the time of the sightings, Junior Gramani was the town's chief of police and Fred Works, his assistant chief. News 19 spoke with Sheila Smith, the dispatcher who took the initial call for the unidentified object. Quote, when Junior and them went out and looked at it, they said it looked like a big banana, Smith explained. It didn't have any sound and now and they kind of chased it around so you see we're kind of getting these different uh descriptions of the shape and size of it this could very well have been one of these shape shifters because we heard the one officer talk about it being a triangle then we hear it described as a banana and this picture shows a, shows a saucer shaped craft according to landmarks of DeKalb county garmani stated in a report that he and works tried to chase the object down road 43 works said the object appeared to be a wide triangle that produced no sound whatsoever. What I saw the first time was like nothing I ever saw before, Gomani said after the sighting. It was not a helicopter, it was not a plane, not a sound. Smith, who spent 14 years as a dispatcher with Fife Police, said the object caused an uproar in town with news camera and salesmen making banana-shaped earrings descending on Fife. Now, they have a picture, a photograph here of an old newspaper clipping, and it's got an arrow pointing at what someone took a photograph of which would have been, um, for all intents and purposes, a banana-shaped UFO. Weird. Now, this article uh, that we're looking at here from this website, whnt.com, they've posted a couple images here from uh, newspapers at the time, which is really cool. This one here is from February 10th. Uh, it says, Staff Writer LaRue Hardinger, uh, Attention from UFO Unreal. And it begins as this Fife Police Chief, this is written back in 1989, keep in mind, Fife Police Chief Junior Gramati and Assistant Chief Fred Works, who 11 days ago got a close-up view of an unexplained, unidentified flying object three miles south of town, said reporters have kept them busy and have prompted, and have prompted some fun poking that they believe is not really fair. This is unreal, Gramani said, producing a stack of telephone messages from reporters in Alabama, Illinois, Oregon, Kansas, Arizona, Maryland, Colorado, California, and Ontario, Canada. This is the first time we've run into anything like this. Gramani said two earlier UFO sightings by police in the area in 1975 and in 1977 did not elicit a fraction of press coverage as the one that bewildered a score of DeKalb Countyans on the night of February 10th. Works, who has good-naturedly tolerated the teasing that followed news reports, said reporters have hounded him since the sighting first hit the scanner. Wow. These guys had a lot of courage coming out talking about this. Now, it's got this illustration here. It says, this is an illustration of what the Fife officer saw in the sky on February 10th. You have basically a backdrop of a starlit sky, and then you have what I would describe as kind of a rounded triangle shape, okay? And within that... Uh, more of a, uh, well, shaped like a triangle, but four sides, whatever you want to call that, a quadrangle, I guess, with three circles inside that, and then lights on the outside. I have to wonder if this thing wasn't changing shapes as they saw it. It, it just must have been just so unnerving for these two officers to have been out there and looking up in the sky and seeing this crazy thing. And then they've got uh, 
an example of some of the cartoons that people were making. And below that, they have a picture here. It says, this is the first photograph of the object. It appears just over the horizon and above the treetop level. The very small, semi-bright object in the background are stars. The object is much brighter than the stars. And then it has this image. And like I said, it's kind of banana-shaped. I can't tell if that's because of things moving or that's just like what they're describing is this banana-shaped UFO. You can see the trees below it. If this is all just like one, if this image is the actual UFO itself, then this thing must have been huge. Really neat. And then, of course, at the very top of the article, they have this Polaroid picture somebody took. Uh, it says, Facebook user Bill Potter, this photo known as the UFO Polaroid last year to the DeKalb County, Alabama Historical Group, it was taken by Ted Oliphant and his and is believed to be genuine. Oh, that's cool. And this thing just looks like a classic uh, saucer-shaped craft. So very neat. All these people saw this thing, but they were having, you know, just slightly different experiences as they saw. To me, the most reliable, of course, would probably be the police officers. And then these photographs, especially this saucer-shaped uh, craft taken in this Polaroid photo right here really neat stuff now i want to look at another article here now i found this uh sun article the sun.com and i'll have that link at the buy me a coffee website it basically just goes over the same stuff but there's a at the end of the article it adds on some really cool details it says uh speaking about this uh photograph that everybody uh has of this uh, saucer UFO taken by Ted Oliphant. It says the lasting image from that historic night was a photo of the object taken by Ted Oliphant that the Alabama Historical Society believes is a genuine, legitimate photo. Four years later, talking about after the first sighting, Oliphant was a Fife police officer investigating unexplained cattle and other animal slaughters in the area that some residents believed were done by aliens. So here you have this uh, mass UFO sighting, and four years later, what do we have? Cattle mutilations. The mysterious mutilations investigated and the 1989 sightings were mentioned in archived newspaper clippings. We're going to look at those, which made the Fife and surrounding towns the UFO capital of the, of the country at that time. Regardless of Oliphant's UFO Polaroid's authenticity, residents of the five-square-mile town, which is located in the northeast section of the state, celebrate the event during a summer festival. Now think about that. You've got these sightings. This guy, the guy that takes a picture of this UFO, four years later is working as a police officer, and he's uh, put to work investigating these, these cattle mutilation cases. Really something. So we had this wave of UFO sightings in 1989 there in Fife, Alabama. And then four years later, well, less than four years later, actually October 1992, so just about three years later, we had this wave of cattle mutilations and that were investigated actually by uh, Ted Oliphant, who was the guy that took the, this flying saucer picture from the UFO wave that happened uh, back in 1989, fall of that year. Now, I have the links up there at the Buy Me Coffee website for this newspaper article. It's really neat. This is from April 7th, 1993. It says Fife Press Conference. And it begins by saying, on April 7th, 1993, a press conference on the cattle mutilations in DeKalb and Marshall Counties was held in Fife, Alabama. The investigative officer, Ted Oliphant, presented the follow -up, following report. 
Beginning in November of 1992, the Fife Police Department has been conducting an investigation into unexplained cattle mutilations in cooperation with neighboring police and law enforcement agencies. These reported incidents began on October 20th, 1992 and continued through the last week in Marshall and DeKalb County. So that was almost exactly three years after the first UFO sightings. The date over, to date, over 30 animals have been discovered dead in pastures with various internal and external organs missing. The incisions examined on these animals exhibit precise surgical cutting. In many of the cases, there has been evidence of extremely high heat at the tissue excisions. The absence of physical evidence adds to the mystery at the majority of mutilation sites. Though many animals have been found in soft pasture land, and in many cases mud, there have been no footprints, tracks, or marks found anywhere near the mutilated animals. In multiple cases, there is even the absence of the animal's own hoof prints in the ground. See, this tells me these things were just lifted straight up off the ground. To date, no police agency has established a suspect or motive for these incidents of phantom surgery perpetuated on area livestock Neither has an eyewitness or informant come forward to offer any credible sight or testimony. Yeah, I, w I want to go back to this saying, no footprints, tracks, or marks found anywhere near the mutilated animals. Well, we know the cow didn't drive there. They had to walk. So if they're in soft ground or mud, why weren't there any tracks leading to where the animal's body was? Could someone please explain that to me? How did these things just end up in an area with no tracks around? They flew there? The first documented incident of cattle mutilations was reported on October 20, 1992 by, Albertville, by, Al, by Albertville cattle farmer John Strawn. The animal was discovered in a wooded area of Mr. Strawn's pasture by a neighbor who found the animal dead lying on its side. The animal's entire milk sack was missing with no evidence of blood on the animal nor on the ground where it lay. There you go again, not a drop of blood. We see this so often in these cattle mutilation cases. The neighbors said the neat oval incision where the udder had been removed appeared to be charred. Other farmers in the Albertville area soon started reporting similar cases over the next two months. The same organs were reported missing, though what was taken varied from animal to animal. In many cases, the rectum had been cored out neatly with no evidence of blood or body fluid present. On female livestock, the sex organs had been removed in an identical fashion with clean, bloodless incisions. On male livestock, the sex organs had also been removed, again in oval, bloodless incisions. In early January, Albertville Police Department's Chief Detective Tommy Cole reported that his ranch, too, had fallen victim to the mutilators when a black Angus steer fell prey to the phantom surgeons. It was at this point that the Fife Police Department began working closely with the Albertville Police Department to further investigate the continuing incidents of mutilations. A week after Chief Detective Cole reported his steer, the mutilators struck again in Albertville. The next week, mutilated cattle were reported near Fife and Groke Ove. A week later in Dawson, just outside of Fife. During the first week in February 1993, more than nine cases of mutilations were discovered and reported in Marshall and DeKalb counties. Throughout all the cases, cattle farmers and their neighbors reported seeing or hearing helicopters in the vicinity either before or shortly after mutilated cattle were discovered. Comparison to other cattle mutilations documented by law enforcement in 48 other states since 1963 shows that cases recently documented here in northeast Alabama are part of a national problem. 
and over 10,000 reported cases of livestock mutilations recorded since 1967s, the organs and tissue taken are always the same, sex organs removed, tongue cut deep into the throat and removed, individual eyes and ears or sometimes both have been excised, the jaw stripped to the bone in large oval cuts and all tissue cut clean. Rectums are cored out, almost like a stovepipe has been inserted, and all the tissue and muscle has been pulled out. All of this has been accomplished on these thousands of animals with no evidence of blood present at the incision. In some cases, the entire blood supply of the animal has been drained, yet without cardiovascular collapse. <laughs> Can someone please explain where all this blood's going at? And this is this article here, written back in 1993, so the same thing happening. Uh, 30 years later. Throughout the documented history of these cattle mutilations, no one has ever been charged or prosecuted with the crime. No one has ever been caught. Recently, many area residents and public officials have offered multiple causes and suspects they believe may be responsible for these animal wounds. Some say it's predator animals like coyotes or buzzards. Many people believe it's the work of a satanic cult or college students. However, evidence collected and analyzed by PhD scientists of material collected from local animals and pastures clearly rules out both groups. On January 13, 1993, a rancher in, Dawson, in the Dawson community led investigators to a carcass of a black Angus cow. The animal's genitals and rectum had been cored out in one large incision that left a hole the size of a coffee can. The animal's jaw had been completely stripped in an oval incident that encompassed the entire right side of the animal's face. The tongue was completely gone, cut deep down into the throat, but there was no blood present on the animal itself nor on the ground surrounding it. Further examination revealed a flaky white material on the animal's right rib cage and on the ground five feet from the carcass. The material was placed in the empty wrapper of a cigarette pack and transported to the Fife Police Department, where it was transferred to a glass jar. While removing the flaky particles from the cigarette wrapper, the material came in contact with the brass tip of a ballpoint pen. Within one second of contact with the brass, the material melted into an almost clear liquid. To reduce the risk of this happening to the remaining material, the rest was shaken out into the jar where it remained unaffected. This white flaky material was then air expressed to a molecular biologist at a leading Eastern University for analysis. After two tests, the scientists determined that the substance was composed of aluminum, titanium, oxygen, and silicon in significant amounts. He stated that the amount of titanium was larger than he would ever expect to see in any substance and that there was no way this combination of elements could ever occur in nature. This material has now been sent to another scientist for a second opinion. When this second analysis is completed, we will release this name, his name, and the major Eastern University responsible for the analysis. And then it goes on and talks a little bit. It's quite a long article, actually. I won't read the whole thing. It seems like maybe Oliphant uh, got into uh, a little bit of... Uh, conflict with some of the press. Of course, you can imagine, this is a guy who had this experience with this first UFO that showed up over uh, Fife, Alabama. He takes a picture of it. It's a clear Polaroid picture of this uh, large uh, flying saucer type UFO. And then four years later, he gets a job as a police officer in the small community of 1,445 people. And wouldn't you know it, they start having these cattle emulations roll in. Actually, the cattle emulations start three years after the UFO sightings do. And then when he does his investigative work along with other uh, police officers, they find this uh, material that couldn't poss possibly be man-made. Uh, what kind of reaction does he get from the press? Well, he's the kind of reaction you would expect. 
the debunking reaction. So it's so strange to me how so often with these UFO sightings, you start in one place, and the more you look into it, the further you go down the rat hole. We start out with a, a couple of police officers uh, responding to a UFO report. Uh, they're standing outside their uh, police cruiser looking up in the sky and seeing this giant triangle-shaped craft flying overhead, which leads to more sightings, uh, craft kind of varying in shapes and sounds, which leads to uh, three years later reports of cattle mutilations. Over 30 cattle found mutilated in the area. And when they find the cattle, they're laying out there in the pasture with no tracks around. So how did they get there? No answers to that. All we get are replies of debunking. So this little town, first inundated by, by a wave of UFOs, like it's being scoped out possibly for a place to hunt cattle at. And then three years later, we have over 30 cases of unexplained cattle mutilation, where these things are ritualistically mutilated, having part of their bodies taken out. And if so, it's, it's so serendipitous to me that the very person that took the first picture of this UFO in 1989 is the officer who was investigating the cattle mutilations in 1992-93. And instead of being uh, lauded as, hey, good job trying to find out who's doing this, he makes nothing but opposition and ridicule from the press while he's trying to do the job that he's been paid to do. What a strange rabbit hole we go down when we get into this whole UFO thing. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.